You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Booker finalizing it. The Bulls, apparently, that's not Devin Booker's team. The Bulls, yes, getting their star back, and he's getting paid. Zach Levine in Chicago agreeing to a five-year, $215.2 million max contract. Levine's agency, Clutch Sports, announced the deal just moments ago. That's going to fall. You know what? I'm not leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. And guess what? We got. We got the full money. We got the whole table. We got everything you need right now. You know who's in the sizzle in the building with the sizzle. A train is here. Jason was here. Jesus was here. And we are here to talk about NBA free agency. Yeah. Look, man, we got to talk about a lot of movement, a lot of things going on. I think one of the first things we'll get to, because everybody knows we've got to talk about what's going on in Chicago first, because, you know, that's what we do. We talk about Chicago and we talk about Chicago ball. So look here, Zach Levine. All right. Let's just get out the gate. Zach Levine gets a max contract, $215 million. He is now the highest paid Chicago Bull of all time, surpassing the $100 million mark. And so, Jay, let's start with talking about the benefits of bringing Zach Levine back on a max deal for the Bulls. So I don't know how I feel about bringing your number two player back on a max deal. <laughs> <laughs> Say, let's begin. <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, what does that say about? I mean, you, you, you drag in Andre Drummond, yeah. you know, five years too late, you know. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. what, what was just a name? Was that just a name signing? I'm I'm not understanding that one at all. But here's the thing about Zach Levine, right? I guess you you look at Zach Levine. He is a tier two superstar. Right, that I don't think he's I don't think he's enough in himself to make that much of a chain to carry you to a championship. And we all find out that it takes more than just one. But is he your top dog? Did 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 they get Scotty Pippen Jr. instead of Scotty Pippen? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the question right now because we've seen Zach Levine shine, but we've also seen him not shine at all. You know, when they needed him, he went away. And if it wasn't for DeMar DeRozan this year, who really carried the load for the Bulls, you know, now now are they counting on a aging DeMar DeRozan to be the same guy again as Zach Levine because he's happy now because he's sitting on, a, a, on, on some big chips that he's going to keep grinding like he keeps grinding? I don't know. I, I don't know. If, if DeMar DeRozan isn't there, is Zach Levine enough to carry you forward? That's what your max deal player is supposed to be. I don't think so. A-Train, let me ask this. If you lose Zach Levine, as, as far as plus goes, and, and we, we're dealing with contracts, you couldn't get dollar for dollar market value for Zach Levine, and you couldn't get anybody else. So in signing Zach Levine, 
train is this somebody that even if he doesn't meet expectation, the Bulls had to have him on that sideline? I mean, I will have to piggyback off of what Jay is saying. You know, I feel like Levine is not the type of person that's going to lead a team to an NBA final. He's not. I mean, he 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 just he doesn't have that alpha dog mentality. He's not mm. the top dog. Mm. And you know, and if he wants to be a part of this 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 little run that the Chicago Bulls are on, and I, and I give it this because I mean it's a little run, and I feel like they're a team that is is starting to become exciting and it's starting to bring, you know, I, I said Jay, Jay, <laughs> my turn. I feel like this is the best Bulls basketball we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I would have to, I would have to agree to that. Okay. You know, I mean, even you, Jay, would have to agree to that. This is the best Bulls basketball we've seen in, in at least a decade. Yeah, so, I mean, if if it keeps Chicago lively, I mean, it, that's awesome. But I mean, I feel like Levine, Levine needs more. He needs more weapons in in his case to, mm-hmm. to lead a team to the finals. Hmm. You know, like you said, yeah, this is the best Bulls team we've seen, but we know the Bulls were a bull beep for a while there anyway, right? So <laughs> I'm not a little saying less, wrong. <laughs> right. But a little less bull beep uh doesn't mean that your team is really that good. I, I I look at them, how can they compete in the East with the team that they have right now? I'm not saying no. they're now I'm not saying they're the best team in the East, but I do No, no. Think- how can they compete in the East right now? You know what I'm saying? Because we're looking for DeMar DeRozan to have another superstar year again. You know, another another top 10 uh, sports center night. Oh, there's DeMar DeRozan hitting another shot. There's another. Those should be Zach Levine highlights, right? I don't, know, I don't know if we've seen the best of Zach Levine. No, Let me just not. put that out there. I, I may, may, maybe maybe he hit, he, he was like a supernova. He went, he went, he went super. You know what I'm saying? And now he's just collapsing on himself. You know, because we know we had the knee injury. We're not sure what what is he completely back from that. We saw he was hampered by that a little bit uh, toward the end of, end of the Bulls run. We saw late in games he would go away. You wouldn't see him. You wouldn't see him. The best thing he does is attack the basket. And we saw that at times he was not attacking the basket when he needed to attack the basket. I'm going to assume that when he was doing the triple quadruple um dunks in the NBA All-Star game uh, uh, in, in the dunk contest or whatever he was doing over there that he was fully back. But we saw later on that he was not. So the question is, can he stay healthy and can he be that guy who has that John Morant mentality that he's just going to keep crashing the rim and crashing the rim? Because that's his game is flying and attacking the rim. It's not him sitting outside shooting jump shots like he uh, relegated himself to do last year. He's not that guy. He's not going to shoot from that high percentage. And they're going to let him sit out there at the arc and let him fire them all day long. I just don't know if this is a guy that you could put it in his hands in the fourth quarter and let him carry you. Because that's what he's going to have to do now because the Bulls are signed in for five years. For at least three years, he's going to have to be here because that contract's going to be too big, right? I'm wondering how many callers – I mean, I wonder how many looky-looks we have for Zach Levine uh, to to, for other teams to give him a max deal. I didn't hear – any other teams talking about they really wanted Zach Levine at that price. 
So you're absolutely right. Did the Bulls have to sign him? Yeah, they did. I think they had to sign him because they had no other option, to tell you the truth. But, again, I think this puts the Bulls in neutral basketball hell. Yeah, we talk about neutral basketball hell, and we've always discussed that in reference to the Bulls and where they stand. The Bulls also made two additions, as Jay mentioned earlier. They added Andre Drummond and Derek Jones Jr., both mid-level exceptions at $6.6 million apiece. And it makes it, again, an odd pairing because now you've got your rookie that you just drafted. Now you've got another six, seven, six, eight, six, nine swing. And none of them can defend against Giannis. None of them can stop anybody on Boston. None of them can stop anybody yeah. in Philly or in Miami. So again, now you're stuck with the conundrum of what do we do now with just Zach Levine and then DeMar DeRozan, you still got Vooch, who, and I'll say this, there was not a problem that Orlando had in giving over Vucevic. They said, hey, Wendell Carter might work. We'll just collect all the big men we can find in the country and we'll just put them all on one team and see what we come out and shake out with. But right now you're still looking at a hole, a glaring hole, at the four spot that can only be filled by Jay's favorite player. And that's Patrick Williams. So right now, you're oh, where the leprechauns. A, yeah. Well, you've got a team right now. We still don't know what's going on with Lonzo balls knee. If he will be a hundred percent, you've got problem. to ask yourself now, if that's the problem, that point, if it's shaky, then it offsets everything else. It's like having a house with no doors. It's hard to keep anything in there and everything comes in and blows through. So right can, now. Can I ask a question though right quick? Yeah. You have some other, you have some other guys out here that, that, would, that are on Supermax deals. Get ready, you know, Bradley Bill, right. James Harden. Right. Right. Would you have rather seen one of them be a Chicago Bull rather than sign to Zach Levine? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not even sure if, when it comes to Bradley Bill, I don't know what I'm seeing with Bradley Bill. You're seeing somebody who's a superstar for the Wizards. But can Bradley Beal, is Bradley Beal any different from Zach Levine? Aren't they the same brother, just different complexions? They do the same thing. They function the same way. They're good at attacking. They're not good at distributing. And neither of their teams do anything better with just them on the line. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's my whole point right there. It's like Zach Levine, like you settled for the Supermax. And because you had to. I mean, it really wasn't else you could really do. But, again, um, the Bulls, I mean, Vucevic should have been that guy, but Vucevic is not. Vucevic needs to be on a team that's going to get out and run so they can get out and stretch the floor. And, I, and, and the Alonzo Ball injury is a huge deal for the Chicago Bulls. If he doesn't come back, he's setting his franchise back another five years. Right. They, need, they need that point guard. They need that guy to lead them. And they look pretty good when they when they were moving. And like you said earlier, uh, they look like they had a cohesive, at least at least somebody who knew how to put together a basketball team. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, can they put together a championship team? All right, what's the latest on Zach and the Bulls closing in on that max deal? Five years, two hundred and fifteen million. Yeah. So I reported this morning that Zach is telling people he plans on resigning with that bull with the Bulls. Uh, when that happens, um, I'm not sure. Zach all along, you know, told us that he was going to go through the process. I know that the Bulls have been very respectful of his wishes when we've asked them 
for a timeline when we talked to both Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnaschovas on the draft. They said they had no idea and they look forward to talking to Zach and his representative and Rich Paul. So that meeting will take place uh, tonight if it hasn't already uh, while we're talking. And, you know, the Bulls are prepared to do whatever it takes to sign him. That means a max deal. They know Zach Levine wants a max deal. And all signs point to him accepting that max deal. But Zach has been pretty consistent. He wants to go through the process, see what's out there, you know, survey his options. But at the end of the day, like most people, I expect Zach Levine to be back with the Bulls. Could Danilo Gallinari be on the Bulls' radar if the Spurs indeed decide to waive him? Yeah, they're not only uh, on his radar, he, they're very much in the mix on that deal, Pat. Uh, I reported this morning that they're willing to do a two-year deal in the 7 to $8 million range. And um, from my understanding, uh, the Heat are also interested, as are the Celtics. And it sounds like the Bulls are right in that finalist stage. Now, again, with the Durant situation developing, I don't know what that's going to do to free agency. It might put some decisions or some um, you know, conclusions on hold. But I do know that the Bulls have strong interest in that marriage happening. And, you know, Gallinari has a significant past with two people with the Bulls. He spent four seasons in Denver while Arturis Karnaschovas was in the front office there and then played, obviously, for Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City for one season. So the Bulls are working those relationships and, and trying to add that, that veteran shooter. We've heard a lot about Kobe White being shopped. Do you think he ends up staying with the Bulls when it's all said and done? Uh, I would say this. Um, I think it's more likely than not that he is back. And here's why, Pat. Um, the Bulls definitely took some phone calls on him leading up to the draft, and they were pretty firm in their asking price for him. They wanted not only a young player, but also uh, some draft capital. As we all know, the Bulls' draft capital coffers are a little bit bare with all the first-round picks they sent out to acquire Artur, I'm sorry, Nikola Vucevic and, and DeMar DeRozan. So their asking price was pretty high. And they, they do see a role for Kobe White, even though they have a crowded backcourt. And that's because the health of Lonzo Ball remains a question mark. Shooting remains a question mark. Uh, that's strong insurance, both in the Lonzo Ball situation and in the shooting department uh, category. So I don't think Kobe White is untouchable by any means. But if you're asking me right now to predict where he's playing next season, I predict it will be the Bulls. Just on the topic of Lonzo Ball, do you think we'll see him in the summer league play? No, no, no. That that was kind of misconstrued a little bit by what Mark Eversley said when he said we're going to see him out in Las Vegas. All that is is guys like Zach Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball, they always check in on their team. They're sitting courtside supporting their guys. He might stop by a practice and maybe get some shots up or things like that, but he will not be playing. In fact, as Mark Eversley detailed on draft night, he's still – rehabbing that bone bruise it's not the meniscus surgery repair that went pretty well it's the bone bruise that predated that meniscus surgery and you know I asked Mark Eversley that night flat out if the season were going on right now would Lonzo Ball be a full participant and Mark Eversley answered that he would have to check with his performance staff on that if that answer is a yes Pat he's offering a yes to us so I read that as a no <laughs> and uh it's just a troubling situation that seems to can continue to linger over the Chicago Bulls. Heard a lot of chatter about the Bulls being interested in, in training for Rudy Gobert. Is that interest being overstated? Uh, according to my sources it, is, sources, it is. Obviously, in this league, things can change, and you're always open to fluidity. But both leading up to the draft and uh, in this free agency period, I've been told that those situations are overstated. In fact, I've been told the Bulls are inquiring on Andre Drummond's services. 
We know that Tony Bradley picked up his player option um, to return to the Bulls, so they do already have two centers on the roster in Nikola Vucevic and um, and uh, Tony Bradley. And, you know, they are targeting Andre Drummond as another uh, big man for uh, depth up, up, up in that front court. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.